You are a busy woman, Kate the Gentis. Sorry, I guess I have to be away from my computer. Hello! How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well for a Monday morning sheltering at home. <laughs> and the fact that you remember it's Monday, you're ahead of me. <laughs> well, that's because I am the very rare exception um, besides people, you know, who are, you know, like true sex workers. But my husband goes to work uh, Monday through Friday, typically, because he works for a bank and he's considered essential. So I know it's Monday because my husband went back to work. <laughs> there you go. If, if, if no one's drinking coffee with you, then it's Monday. That's great. Exactly. Well, it could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, but I did do recall that he was here yesterday. <laughs> How's everything going with you? I know, now, you had two amazing projects coming up. Uh, you had, which I think would have been almost now, uh, the opening of yes. your play, and and then you were going to have the premiere of the movie version of it. No, 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 no. Well, yes and no. So the thing is, the play version, uh, yeah, was part of a festival that would have been going on right now. So, yeah, that uh, is something that's put on hold. But the film is actually in post-production now. We shot it in December, and this is my project, Pooling to Paradise. And... Um, so I'm actually, a lot of post-production can happen remotely, so timing for me in terms of the movie cycle worked very well to, you know, the state of things. So we are actively in post-production on the film, on the independent film version, um, and, you know, so we've locked picture, like, uh, colorist has done the color which with the composer now and the sound people and my sales agent is patiently waiting because now's a great time if you have finished uh, work in the movie and TV space there's a great demand for, for content so so you almost luck out on this because if you get everything ready in time then then people are hungry for for new material at this yes. moment. Wow. Yes, so that's why, fortunately in that space, because obviously, like everybody, um, you know, these are very stressful, tenuous, you know, scary times, uh, but again, I'm somebody that typically works from home, um, well, does work from home, and um, and create content from my home, so yeah, it hasn't really... Uh, impacted me right now because production, um, the production part of making a film is literally the shortest um, part of filmmaking. So 90% of independent, well, films, any kind of films or content is, you know, either the stuff you do before, which is pretty much remote and on the phone, uh, then you do production and then post-production, you know, is kind you know, is, is about a three or four month um, process. Right. And, so, yeah, so we are moving along with that. So timing from that has been good. I mean, I typically, you know, you like to be in the studio with the sound people and the editor, but, you know, we're, we've found ways to do it remotely like everybody else with, you know, um, with uh, FaceTime and other apps that we could sort of sort of be together. So, so yeah, so that's one thing. And um, then I'm 
creatively have used this time to do some other work on some other things as well. I have a lot of authors, uh, screenwriters, playwrights, etc., who say the same thing. Okay, I'm indoors, and now that novel will be written, that play will be done, that movie's going to be written. Uh, so, so this has been your your creative moment time. Uh, yes and no. So I w- my kind of what do you say, like thought or, or philosophy on this is that I don't like, you know, there's one thing when there's a snow day or other things that you're forced inside that you're like, okay, I'm going to be productive. But honestly, for me, I feel like this time for everybody in anything, especially creatively or like you have to forgive yourself. So I don't feel like, oh yeah, this is this great opportunity to do X, Y, and Z. I think we have to forgive ourselves on that. Um, so we don't put that pressure um, and anxiety that why am I not more productive? Um, but, but to that point, I've actually been doing like kind of fun little creative projects and using um, a friend of mine had called me up and so, Keitha, you know, you're so creative. Why don't you do something that sort of documents what's going on this time? You know, she's like, oh, like a Valentine's Day movie where it's like people's different stories. And um, I've kind of taken that to sort of do my own sort of Corona Chronicles where I try to use, um, I mean, especially during social media as this tool to connect and create kind of art and silly and fun things that, to me, I can tie into the theme of, of what we're all going through. So um, my friend and I have been doing these kind of silly uh, lip sync um, videos. We've done like three or four of them, and they are really connecting. And like the last one I just did, which I encourage all everybody to kind of watch and have fun with, uh, we did... Um, to uh, Time Warp, you know, from Rocky Horror Picture Show, oh, and and I and I typically, if you haven't seen them, I mean, I have wigs. I mean, I did the last one with Millie Vanilli's, you know, Don't Forget My Number, which you know I tie into. Hey, if you feel alone, don't forget my number. And me and my friend Anderson that we did this kind of silly Millie Vanilli video years ago. Um, we did a Billy Idol, Sunny and Cher mashup, my friend and I, um, you know, dancing with myself too. I've got you, babe. And now I just did the time warp. <laughs> I did a coast to coast time warp with, and again, I was, I was riff raff and, and I do a little cameo as, uh, as Frank, Frank and Furter, and my friend was magenta. And then I had my friends and my daughter and her friends throughout the country each do a line so it's really fun so it's kind of a you know one of those lip syncs with basically where we do coast to coast and it's really cute and um you know it was something i could edit you know very easily in iMovie and um it's really cute and a lot of my friends have go okay so, you know i love your videos because they just you know they make me feel good and they're fun and you know keep doing them so that's my kind of easy art and kind of using comedy to connect and laughter is the best medicine kind of thing. But I try to be sensitive and tie it into, you know, kind of the times. So you, you're jumping on a trend, which is, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, when this all started, everybody at the beginning was like, Oh, this is terrible. What's going on? Please help us. You know, we, it was, it was obviously 
you know, the, the catastrophe part of it, if you will. But we, we, yeah. the arts community seems to have evolved into this, okay, as long as we're here, uh, the Met did their gala, Stephen Sondheim's right. 90th birthday. Yes. There have been, yeah. there have been amazing things. There have been plays that have nothing to do with the virus that are being done uh, virtually. Um, yeah. uh, do you feel that's like really important now? Do you feel to say, okay, fine, we're here, but let's laugh. Do you feel that's, that's really important now that, that we've reached that point in this? Well, yes and no. Well, all right. So to that, which is kind of some of the themes within Cool into Paradise. And I have another project I do want to tell you about, which I'm working on too, which is, which is tied to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which, but, but to your question, um, I, um, I feel like we have, like, I think we have to know what our, our, I think culture is important, and I think, you know, we have to tr be true to ourselves and to our own voice. And to what you're saying is, oh, yeah, now, like, going full circle. So, to me, the stuff I'm doing is very authentic to me. And, um, and like I said, but I feel like I always have been somebody, and I channel in Pool Into Paradise is kind of existential philosophy. And that was, you know, all those philosophers like Sartre and, um, and oh, now I'm spacing out. What's his name? The the, the, the playwright of <laughs> the worst on recall, but Beckett. 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 Yes, like, it was me. Beckett. Me. <laughs> Beckett and Sard and and you know um, a whole bunch of others of that time that were living in in Vichy, France, and it was during World War II, which was another incredibly dark time in history. Mm -hmm. And you had these intellectuals, and you had okay, you know. If we are seeing it, that if you believe God is dead, um, because how could this be going on? You know, taking that sort of, you know, and, and it, you know, and it's kind of cheerful nihilism, finding the meaning and the meaningless. And also, if we're all born to die and every day is one day closer to death, like we could either just have anxiety or we can find the humor in it all. <laughs> and so that's to me where you find that balance of accepting not ignoring the, you know, the world, but finding a way to bring and find kind of humor in an empathically escapist way is how I'm doing it in the, for me, the way I'm creating it. So it's sensitive, but also giving, and also using, which is the things you're talking about, we're also desperate for connection and how can we connect um differently and for me creating these little videos it gives the people my friends that are part of it because it's super easy to be part of it whether it's one friend or we had like 15 people in this last one it gives people like okay this is what we're doing you guys are gonna go on zoom and we're gonna do the chorus let's do the time warp again and do the jazz hands or do this and that's kind of becomes it, it takes your mind off of everything else. So that's right. to me, if I can give people an opportunity to not think of things and just do something fun and silly and I can make people happy, that makes me happy. So that's kind of typically my philosophy to the work I create and how I'm doing it in a very small way um, during, um, you know, <laughs> the, uh, you know, what we're living through right now. Our, our staycation. Um, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's it's really interesting because your play, while your play is very expansive because it's a road trip, uh, yes. it, it 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 basically uh, the stage version, if you will, 
is a group of people stuck in a car, and and they discover yeah. about themselves. Uh, now, I, I've said this to a couple of playwrights about their work. Has this moment in history uh, uh, enhanced the message of your piece? Because if you simply took them, instead of being in the car, and they're all on Zoom, because it's really just this yeah. confining moment yeah. of, of unique characters, do you think your play is going uh-huh. to even have a, a different or stronger meaning uh, regarding well, this? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I hope so, because ultimately the message is about disconnected people who find connection. Right. And that, and, um, and also... Like like I said, the, the the Uber driver or the rideshare driver, because there's no um, there's no company tied to it. There's a rideshare driver who is you know kind of a hipster philosopher and and a self defined shaman, and it is like which I was mentioning before, which is important to me is this sort of cheerful nihilism and. <laughs> Which is, to me, like I said, when I was reaching, because there's nihilism of the Joker, which is just, you could go to that extreme that nothing matters. But that's what it is. It's finding the meaning in the meaningless. So that's where through this, and again, without it being super new agey in this more of a different existential place, you know, it's just, and that's why one of my characters, and, and also the importance of real friendship. And um, mm-hmm. that was kind of the meaning of it, these four strangers. And that's why I feel like over time when you spend five hours contained with somebody, the layers of the onions of who we are and a lot to Brenny Brown in vulnerability. And that's what I feel like is important to me in my storytelling and specifically to pulling to paradise is these people that are kind of have these you know, this sort of armor and feeling disconnected and, and and then on this trip sort of open up and through that is how they become real friends and um, and that was kind of what I think is going on um, is that I feel like I have these kind of new corona buddies, you know, new people huh. that I'm I, that are my friends through this. I have my old friends, and then there's some that, you know, people have to deal with this the way that's best for them, and many of them, you know, are sheltering differently, but I find that I have these new, like, you know, corona buddies, and, and it's fun because we sort of, you know, a lot of it's connecting through social media, people that I'm friends with through Instagram or Facebook or other ways, and we, you know, through it are really becoming you know, true friends. It, it's funny you say that. You, you, you saved me a whole setup. So, so you, you have actually, uh, you, you've gained friends from this, if you will, or enhanced friendships from this. Well, I feel like I've elevated friendships. Like, I feel like, and again, I'm a big believer. So when social media first, uh, and, and I do want to talk about this, History Sexy Secrets project that I'm working on. Oh, for so sure. I don't know what our time is. Don't worry. But to this, like, I've always been, um, when Facebook first came out and everybody had this negative, oh, it's going to disconnect people and people have their heads in their phones or whatever. Like, to me, because I'm such an extrovert, I was just like, no, I'm really going to, you know, I kind of have a hashtag social media for good where it's going to be my way that I can connect and really, and then take it to the outside. Because there's many people that I've met, um, along my journeys of filmmaking um, that, you know, 
we stayed connected and I met somebody at a speaking engagement. And he sends, he's been sending me funny memes and funny stuff ever since we met. And I'm like, you know what? It was one day I'm like, what, you know, do you want to go to a screening with me? Because he was in New York. And he said, Kate, so the reason why you were on a panel and you made me laugh and nobody else got how funny you were. And so I wanted to share this stuff. And so now he's an actor and we have a connection that came from him seeing me, connecting with me, finding something that we shared that could make this connection on social media in the sort of direct messaging as well as the public space or certain things that people like that connection that brings you closer. And then again, ideally you can take it into the real world. Um, so that's kind of how I feel like right now, okay, if we're just connecting this way we have we're develop, we have time to develop a real friendship, and then hopefully someday, you know, we take it to the real world. I I almost look at uh, social media now as become sort of this this strange de facto, you know, the same kind of thing as like a a, a dating service. You know, we're we're chatting with people yeah. that we may never have, and then once once the doors open, then then we I have got to meet Fred. I've I've never met him, and we've had so much on Facebook already. So now I have to meet him, uh, well, sort of thing. Yeah, well, and to that, like, this is like my, you know, what I call BC before Corona. Um, I mean, years ago, I was, in, you know, because I go to Los Angeles a lot. I, I'm there. I mean, again, the to go full circle to my show. I mean, the movie slash play is inspired by a night where me and a friend were in a in a in a lift ride, and the we were chatting with the driver, and he was talking about philosophy and. And the, his kind of dreams, and we got there. I'm like, you know what? Somebody dropped out from dinner. Why don't you join us? So basically, he's like, sure. So this young guy, basically, there was three of us, and, the, and our other friend showed up. Like, he goes, wait, who's this guy? I'm like, oh, he was our driver. He goes, huh. okay, that's so you, Kate. And we basically, and the play slash movie was inspired by a story he had told us. He goes, oh, my friend found love in paradise. And, you know, sort of stayed out with the, uh, with the, our driver till two in the morning. So I, if I, I like that. So one, one time when I was in a restaurant, uh, which was out in Los Angeles, I was chatting up the waiter and he is an actor or work or whatever he did. It was, you know, that was his job. And he, you know, we became Facebook friends and he was doing a, uh, fundraiser for team and training for leukemia and um, you know it had, that had impacted my family so I made a donation to his campaign mm-hmm. and I you know whatever I made a donation and he said oh Keith thank you so much I go okay this is kind of embarrassing how do I know you <laughs> and he goes I waited on you I'm like oh okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was just like okay you know so it was kind of you know it's these sort of you know, he did something that sort of connected to me that I'm like, oh, this is charity believe. And it was like, he was my waiter. So you never know where you're going to find people. And, um, and that's kind of the fun mystery and excitement of life. If you're an expert. <laughs> I, I think it's really terrific that, that you find that connection. So many of us, we, we, we don't know what our, our, our custodian in our building looks like or our mailman or, or, or the waiter yeah. or anything like that. No, you're, you're very observant, and that's quite wonderful. Uh, now, you have a new project coming up? Well, this is, no, this is just something else that um, I'm working on in this space. So, And to that, and again, I, I just, 
that's where my writing comes from. It's really is from you know human behavior, be studying people and deep diving on people and and kind of I say oh I don't. You know, my I don't do documentaries. I just basically take people's stories and steal them and turn them into <laughs> But I um, went on a tour at the Met Museum recently, uh, a Shady Ladies tour, um, and it sounded kind of fun. And um, it was run by a man named Andrew Lear, who's a retired professor in in uh, you know the classics and art and history and. It was a very kind of feminist tour, and he also does these gay tours in the museum. And we're talking, and he's like, oh, you know, about kind of doing something digitally. I'm like, oh, well, I do that. So anyway, we, you know, we kind of connected, and we're working on a larger project. And then, you know, he was saying, you know, I'm thinking about doing these tours, um, the museum tours, as a web series. So I'm like, oh, I can help you with that. So we're doing... Something he's been getting me instead of you know he typically does it in front of the paintings at the museum and it, they're literally the, one of the most successful tours at the Met and even though he's a private operator and um, so we are taking the art pieces and he's done you know he did um, some on camera stuff with me into his iPhone and did a lecture and you know we've got all the photographs of the paintings and it's gonna be, it's called History Sexy Secrets and. <laughs> We are going to launch the first episode. Hopefully, I'm, you know, working at, literally was working on it when you called, finishing at a, a, episode one, which is, you know, it's all under 10 minutes. And, um, you know, the first one is artist porn. So we kind of call it like the nasty, uh, nasty secrets of fine art and just how, and again, it's all, these are all paintings that are in the Met or the Louvre, you know, that we, give you, or Andrew will give you, like, the little behind-the-scenes story in a cultural context, and, you know, so what's more, not more fun than, you know, basically art and sex and knowledge, and <laughs> so, so that's something, I've just, you know, again, another fun little project that's easy to execute, um, that we are going to, you know, throw up on YouTube and promote through his mailing list and my people, and, um, you know, just a fun little bite-sized project. Okay, so so firstly, I think that sounds great, and I could see that expanding immensely. Uh, yes. It, now, 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 here's my big question. I've asked this of, of the lion's share of most of the people I've, I've interviewed, and okay. the answers are everything from from fantastic to, to very sad. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Now, you're one of these people who, because you're an extrovert, because you have so many irons in the fire, it's a great person to ask this question. Okay, the doors will one day open. That's how it goes, whenever it is. Uh, what are right. we going to see? What's the What's the new theater? What's the new film? Uh, is it going to just go back to normal? We're just going to go right back into it all? Or, or are we looking at a new reality? You know, honestly, like, I don't know. And, and actually, any more than anybody else. I mean, I... I I, first of all, I think there's going to be a very brutal Darwinistic outcome, you know, is what we're going to see. Because the people who are struggling probably will not come back. And it is kind of going to be the survival of the fittest. And that's what's sort of scary in the way that how this is impacting as a disease the quote-unquote vulnerable population, which is just, you know, a reality. Sure. Um 
And I, I think, I think it's going to come back differently. Um, and I just, I think the, all these industries, and I was about to do this event, um, through, Goddard Riverside on sustainability of art, uh, which was going to be, um, you know, how do you be an artist today? And this was before Corona because it's just harder and harder um, to um, live as an artist. And it's always, obviously, always been something that's a challenge. But culture, and I think that's what we're seeing, is is so important. I think we've lost sight of that um, in our country, um, you know, when the NEA sort of went away and that we really don't have a way and that's what you have these patrons, but what's going to happen because I do, I just think it is going to be hard and I think Mm -hmm. younger artists are going to have a really hard time because I think they're going to have to really come out of this hole of, of debt, um, if they were, you know, so I do think I think it's going to take a while to come back, and I think we're going to lose a lot of people initially and it, um, who just can't afford to go back to doing this kind of life, right. and that's going to be a shame. And I also think to the stuff that I'm creating and many of the people are creating, we're getting so much content high up, you know, with the song type, like so much content for free, and... It's wonderful, but it, how do you make a living? And that's my point is, uh-huh. how do you make a living on free? And that's kind of what's happened in journalism where people can't, you know, make a living doing this and who can do it and how do we keep it at a certain level of, and how do we aggregate it? Because that's the thing is, how do we, how do people find it? So, like places like Netflix and some of these subscription services are are you know doing very well. But the point is, even when you go to them, it's really hard to even find what you're watching the day before. So, I think it's um, I think I think it's going to be a challenge. And I think there's you know art always wins, and we need a place for art and artists find a way. Because when I do do speaking engagements, I'm always like, if you have the beast inside of you, you've got to feed the beast. Yep, and we all need to feed the beast, or you know. Um, but I do think, I think it's going to be, it's going to take some time because so much of theater and film. I mean, it, you're very close, so you can't really social distance as a performer, right? <laughs> um, in, in places like that. So we have to just let this run its course or find a way um, to keep actors safe, basically. So so we have to really, once once the doors open, then you know, everyone's saying, oh, then everyone will need art and we'll be so essential. Ever. But in the end, we're going to really have to make sure we keep our, uh, we keep our own foothold in this, each one of us. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think artists, who perform because, you know, as you know, in these other spaces on, um, you know, when actors were physically taken advantage of, they've now created these ways to make sure actors are safe, you know, from abuse, physical abuse, or, you know, what I'm talking about in that, in the Me Too space, um, on set and they have, you know, on set tutors and on set people who supervise sex scenes. So, you know, everybody feels safe. So I think, like, again, 
in film, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how do we make sets safe so we can go back to filmmaking. Um, and again, I think that's, you know, of course, there's the audience part of feeling safe. But again, you can probably, and again, that's what I'm saying, and how do we, the safety of basically paying these artists as well, whether right. they're the directors. I mean, so many of the people I know, um, you know, will be out of work for so long. And from all ends of this, you know, how are they, you can't then just be like, well, you know what, I, the investor's pool has dried up because they've lost money and everybody's lost money. We're all going to have to work for free now. And everybody's, yeah. so that's what I think is going to be, a little bit challenging um, for some time, but I do think it will it will come back, and at some point we really do have to find a way that we can basically pay people to do it as well. <laughs> you you you're you're very smart. That was a fear I've had. I thought, okay, this is great. We're all giving away materials so everyone can enjoy themselves. We're like we're like one great big USO, uh, but. Right. But exactly. What's going to happen when will when we say okay? Well, that's done, and now that'll be three ninety nine. That'll be one hundred and eight dollars. That'll be what will yeah. people be actually able to do it? Yeah, huh. and and that's what I'm saying is like people have sent me scripts because I quote unquote am a, you know I'm, well I am a producer as well, and you know everybody's like oh we got to get these things in development we got to get them in the in the but I'm like I, you know how who's um. You know, do people have that discretionary funds to invest in independent films or will be a patron of theater companies? Because, you know, we connected to a theater. I mean, theater is a nonprofit scenario. It's, it's already assumed that it can't make profit. It's already in debt. Yes. Yeah. So that means, I mean, high art and in the museums, all these things that are quote unquote this higher art is already at a loss, so you got to hope that the patrons that keep this all going, and National Public Radio and whatnot, that that they can continue to keep this going. And yeah. that's, um, that, I think, is going to be the challenge of, of the art. Okay, and on that happy note... Um Kesa, well, thank I you. Well, that was a bummer, but I think art wins. I think it's insane. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, you know what? It's it's. I don't I don't say it's unhappy. I say yeah. You know what? That's going to be the bottom line. Where where where? Who holds the purse when this it's all sobering. ends? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's sobering. Well, it, it's a Monday morning. I guess we have to be sober now. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, you, you. Every time I speak, I speak to you. There's always a new project. There's always someone you're calling. There's always some place you're jetting to. You're like a real inspiration on that level, and it is a pleasure to speak to you. And and I can't oh, wait until you. your play, which is absolutely hilarious, uh, gets back onto the stage. And I can't wait until your movie uh, of the same piece gets uh, uh, gets to be seen by by the masses. Thank you so yeah, much. Well, and thank you. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to talk to me. My pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure. And okay. I will talk to you soon. Okay. That's Ciao. good. Thank you. Bye.